0: Hello and welcome to our podcast, Avid Advertising. Today, we have Mr. Gurpreet Singh, who is the current head of marketing at United Breweries. He has been part of the alcohol beverage industry for over two decades. Having worked in most verticals of the industry, Mr. Gurpreet Singh heads the portfolio of Kingfisher and Henneken brands in India. He has successfully launched a host of brands, including Kingfisher Strong, Amstel, and most recently, Kingfisher Ultra. Sir, so, welcome to our podcast.
1: Thank you. Delighted to be here.
0: So, we know that uh, products cannot be shown explicitly in surrogate ads. So how do you manage to position your products in the market using such advertisements and convey your idea to the audience?
1: So firstly, uh, you know, for the benefit of the audience, let me just clarify what you mean by surrogate advertising. There are certain categories of uh, consumer goods like alcohol, tobacco, etc., which come under a whole host of guidelines and restrictions in distribution, in sale, um, or even in terms of advertising. So popularly, the industry tends to call Surrogate advertising is an act where you are actually advertising a product, but the intention is to advertise an alternate product. Uh, most uh, you know, mature companies like United Breweries and Heineken, they're guided by a lot of internal restrictions itself. There's a lot of self-regulation that they themselves employ, and therefore actually try and create a very legitimate business around brand extension and therefore advertise on it. Now there's a dual advantage doing it. <clears throat> So when a brand creates a a non-alcoholic product under their brand portfolio, it takes advantage of the fact that the brand is already big, powerful, well-known. And therefore, the non-alcoholic product will also get many takers for those who love the brand but don't consume alcohol, for example. And the other side of the advantage is that you are able to use that non-alcoholic product to advertise. And therefore, you are able to create awareness and the kind of sound that you need to on your larger alcoholic business in reality what seems to be happening around the world is a lot of uh, uh, and i'm being specific to alcohol manufacturers a lot of them actually recognizing the fact that there is increasing consumerism which is demanding for non-alcoholic products. so many of these companies are very genuinely interested in launching non-alcoholic products and advertising them uh in our case uh, also we have done that we have a very flourishing business under kingfisher battery drinking water the INB ministry uh, keeps a very close uh, guard on advertising which is done by companies and brands which don't have a legitimate business to support it and very recently a lot of students may not know this but the industry body would uh, ascii got very involved ascii is advertising standard council of india they actually monitor advertising across all categories not just alcohol or tobacco in communication with the industry body that is manufacturers like us advertising channel heads they have jointly formulated rules to make sure that brand extensions when they are used for advertising are only happening with brands where there is a justifiable business there is a legitimate business
0: sure sir sir as you told about brand extension we know that brand recall is very important but difficult task in surrogate advertisements. So how does United Beavers ensure that its campaigns serve the purpose of creating the brand record?
1: Yeah, you're right about that. So every brand, uh, every company would have some internal or external research that they depend on and on a regular basis typically done on a monthly basis the data is collected by the market research agency and at least on a quarterly basis is very closely reviewed. Um, These are standard uh, recall measurements of of top-of-the-mind recall, uh, unaided awareness, aided awareness, total awareness, so the brand manager would typically study how he's performing on each of these recall measures that you've talked about. Now when uh, a brand extension is used towards advertising, there are two risks that you run. One is the consumer perhaps doesn't understand what brand, what category, what products you're talking about. right? And second is when the recall studies are collected, it is a little unclear whether they are recalling a brand or they're recalling a brand but another extension. So you're incorrectly picking up not sufficient or perhaps too much data. So those risks are there and research agencies are very good at this. They find ways to filter the data at a second layer, third layer conversation in the questionnaire. Most of it is done online today and are able to find out which brand or which brand extension that the consumer was recording. But yes, it is difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. It takes a much longer time to be able to get people to recognize the brands, much longer time for people to understand what is the brand story that you want to narrate, because you can't actually show consumption. You can't show the product, you can't show the consumption, and therefore you can't show the benefits of the consumption. So what a lot of the alcohol companies have done over the years, they uh, spend and they depend very heavily on the visibility that they create at point of sale and consumption. The number of outlets are less than 100,000. So you're able to actually reach out to all of them physically yourself, and you're able to make the investment over a period of time to create sufficient visibility at point of sale and consumption. And then you try and marry that story. So advertising will narrate a certain story about the brand. And then the consumer, when he goes to the outlet, which is the point of reality of him making a choice, the brand choice, he will see some visibility elements over there which will connect that story or he will go to an event or a pub or a bar where he will experience certain things about the brand that is brought to him. So it's a combination of not just advertising, it's advertising across mediums, it is uh, on ground visibility at points of sale and consumption and it is the experience that you create on the brand so that the person is able to uh, live that experience, enjoy the brand in that experience and therefore recall the brand and fall in love with the brand and therefore become your consumers. See at the end of the day what a consumer knows, recalls and uh, reflects on the brand is the positioning that you create on the brand and the positioning of the brand is so closely related to the emotion that you try and create to the brand. Now if you're able to display that in your advertising uh, strategy even without showing the product or showing product consumption, then you have won half that battle. If you're then able to marry this to the experiences you're able to create on the ground, then you have defined the circle of what you wanted to create in terms of communication. Yes, you have to think a lot out of the box in this uh, category to be able to advertise, to be able to get the consumer to understand your advertising and therefore for him to eventually recall your brand and therefore make a brand choice.
0: So, so, usually uh, people who are familiar with such brands are able to connect with the ads. So, in your opinion, how can new customers be acquired through Sergit Advertising?
1: So, like I was telling you, uh, we use a, a plethora of mediums and it's not just television. Television is highly restricted and I understand when you have to reach mass audiences, uh, you are dependent on TV and therefore you are also curtailed by all the restrictions that uh, this medium provides to you. But uh, the world today has changed and changed quickly. The digital medium offers you many opportunities where you are uh, able to not only show the product, but on certain channels where you're not able to show the product, you're able to engage with the consumer. So Facebook and Instagram is not a place where you put an ad. You know, an ad is a one-way communication. I talk to you. uh, Social media is a place where you talk to each other. So that's a place where you're able to narrate so much more about the brand. Brands uh, in the alcohol space have even taken the advantage of creating short stories. Stories you would anyway want to see and here you will just end up also seeing the brand within it. So it is subtly created and put into it. So you can actually create a lot of short, snackable content on your social media profile and posts, promote them, people will see them, they will reflect on the story, they will experience the brand story within it. And they will also communicate back to you on how you liked it or didn't like it, basis which you react and you make more. So digital, I think, has played a very, very important role. But digital itself is also partly not very well regulated. So it becomes the advertiser's responsibility to make sure that they do it. For example, when we are purchasing advertising, we are extremely cautious to make sure that our media managers only buy advertising, which is targeted to uh, the legal drinking agent above, state to state. So between TV and digital, your audio-visual communication is better created and better narrated. Besides that, like I said, consumer experience, on-ground visibility, events, activations, sponsorships, all play a very, very important
0: role. Yeah, coming to sponsorships, like we have seen Kingfisher sponsoring many events like uh, music festivals, Sunburn, or uh, cricket tournaments that we are seeing. Uh, so this also helps sir, to reach uh, to the consumers.
1: Um, I think sponsorships play a very important role uh, across categories and given the restrictions the alcohol beverage industry typically faces, sponsorship plays an even more important role over here. It helps you cut clutter, it helps your brand get recognition faster, so a lot of the money you would have spent in advertising which was not being understood, a part of that can be converted into something which consumers relate to and therefore understand better. Uh, I think Kingfisher has been a pioneer in that area. We sponsored uh, as far back as 1996, the Benetton team. So Schumacher used to be the driver on that team. And most of us grew up watching Schumacher become the you know, the world champion that he eventually became seven times. Uh, it had a Kingfisher logo on it. So for most consumers, it's not just about the brand. It's also about the pride that this is the first Indian brand to be on a Formula One car that to one which is driven by Schumacher. Uh, the West Indies team was sponsored by us, and that I think for Brand Kingfisher was a turning point in their history, because that is the time when we came up with the iconic jingle, the Ulala jingle, and uh, also the tagline, King of Good Times. So that campaign I think was a bit of a watershed moment for the brand, and from there we recognised how well sponsorships work for us. We've had a plethora of them since. We've been a partner with IPL teams, the. Uh, since the first year that IPL started. And we've had a very interesting campaign that we've run around it, divided by teams united by Kingfisher, because that, I think is the role of a product like ours. Um, teams are extremely competitive when they are on the ground, but when the game is over, a bunch of young boys who get around a table, crack open a can of beer and uh, relax and enjoy with each other and forget their rivalries, which they leave for the ground. And that's the role the brand plays. So it made a lot of sense for us to participate in that role, to narrate that story. And that campaign has done very well for us because of that. Sometimes you just hit the nail on the head, and I think in this one, we did.
0: Sure, sure. And yeah, like, we all love the jingle And the campaign. Uh, There is a chance that this other advertisements may be misinterpreted by the viewers. So how do you avoid this misinterpretation?
1: So when we come up with a creative brief and we come up with a creative idea we uh, test it a lot and all brands do this right some of them test them at storyboard some of them test them after making the ad and before they finalize the edit so the uh, research that goes into testing these ads and the two popular ones are link scores which a lot of the fmcg companies follow and at some point when you graduate and you're doing your management training programs you learn about it Um, A lot of the companies also do Neuro scores. Neuro is very interesting, because you don't actually ask the consumer anything. You're actually wearing a helmet with nodes, and it's doing brain mapping. So you're shown a bunch of ads, and depending on what segment of which ad excited you or caught your attention, you get to understand whether it's working or not working. Basis that you finalize your ad, or you re-edit your ad before you release it. I'm not saying that's 100% accurate, But uh, we bet on the fact that a well-researched product and with the collective experience of managers who are taking the decisions around such things, you typically come out with an ad or an ad campaign, which at least by the target group is well understood. Outside of the target group, who's not my audience, but the ad happens to reach out to them. If it's misunderstood, it's okay. But um, today with digital, you're so well-targeted, that's a very, very minuscule amount of uh, wastage.
0: So you mentioned about uh, how uh, you have been uh, uh, sponsoring events and how many great uh, cricket players have been a part of uh, your campaign. Uh, How do you think uh, about the celebrity influence, the role that it plays on the consumer's mind, maybe for positioning of your product?
1: So, you know, when you sign up with a celebrity, you can't do it blindly just on the basis of popularity it's very important to first understand what does the brand stand for? And what is it that I would like to improve? Then you go out and look at the celebrities in the budget that you have allocated who are available and which one, which of those celebrities stand out for those image scores that you are seeking to improve. Only then do you get into a negotiation and discussion with the celebrity and bring the celebrity on board. So that's the first part, right? That's even before getting the celebrity on board. And that's a important step. So once this is done and the celebrity comes on board you have to then create advertising again in the same zone that you wanted your brand communication to be in you don't allow the celebrity's status and popularity and what he stands for to dictate what the brand needs to do it's the other way around you got to bring the brand you got to bring the celebrity into the brand uh, communication and the brand dna and allow him to be able to narrate the story for you And that's when you are in a best position to take advantage of the celebrity's popularity, the image that he stands for, and therefore get the positive rub off that the brand is seeking from celebrity of this kind. The risk with a celebrity is the following. A film star is popular, but a couple of flop movies and it can start impacting your brand. The same is with a cricketer. I mean, the last thing a brand manager wants to see is you've signed on Virat Kohli and he got out on zero. And on that break, your ad was shown. Consumers are going to be cursing you, but that's just part of the game. It's part of the risk you take and you go along with it. The overarching uh, positives of uh, having a brand ambassador, a celebrity, is uh, far outrights any of the negatives usually.
0: Yeah. And uh, in COVID times, like due to lockdown and all, uh, how has the advertisement campaign of United breweries changed?
1: Oh, good question. It has actually changed uh, drastically for two reasons. One, uh, when COVID was at its peak during lockdown, I think uh, we did the smart choice of going to our consumers and not advertising plain Jane Vanilla what we used to do, because the world is not the same. So we put up a host of messages which were on doing the responsible thing. And we've been doing it since. Um, The Kingfisher bird is best known for its flying posture. It's always in motion, it's flying, right? And I think for the first time, we got the bird to perch on a branch and say, uh, the good times can wait. Right now, you need to stay at home. We did gamification uh, uh, advertising as well, where, uh, you know, if you were on a social media, a game would pop up and it's a very simple game. So the Kingfisher bird is in a house but it doesn't have walls, so it's trying to fly out. You need to block it because COVID is outside. So, you know, simple things, 15, 20 seconds of play you get. The idea was to send the message to our consumers that for now, do the responsible thing, stay at home. The good times can wait. They'll always be with you as long as you're doing okay. So that was one aspect of what we did. The second aspect is very business oriented. We realized that a lot of our consumption actually takes place in pubs and bars, which for a long period, was shut down, and consumers are not habituated to uh, drink at home for various reasons. There are a lot of um, either you don't have the habit, or you don't have, or there are cultural, social barriers. So we came up with very fun advertising because if a youngster, and when I say youngster, even a 25-year-old who's working, goes out and drinks beer, his father doesn't drink at home because of the cultural issues, but goes out and drinks with his uh, friends, but they don't drink in front of each other. Now you're stuck at home, both of you. So how do you, in a humorous Kingfisher way, break that barrier, which is an unsaid barrier between the two of you, and say it's okay to share a beer now that you're both stuck at home with each other, in any way you drink. So we came up with campaigns which were oriented to um, Kingfisher at home, consumption at home, trying to break down in a fun, humorous way the social, cultural barriers that have forever existed in this country and continue to do so. Uh, so that was a very important part of our business because if we didn't do that and if consumers didn't consume at home, then our consumption numbers would have drastically fallen, severely impacting volumes, profitability, business altogether.
0: Nere, do you have any questions to ask? No, no, I saw this ad. Like it was like, "Kya plan hai?" I guess, campaign? That's so, right. My father and son, they were, like, from refrigerator, they were trying to sneak out here. Correct. It was
1: correct. really
0: nice. Like, I thought, okay, the main thing is, ki, I was intrigued by, ki, the generation were shown. Generally, in ads, we are seeing uh, drinking among the same generation, the same age. So, that was the thing I was also, like, very excited. Well, it was initially a bit uncomfortable also, ki, okay he has to drink with his father but i got the point okay everyone yeah. is at home so this might be the message they want to send
1: correct very true yes i know i, I think we are quite proud of that campaign of ours and um for now the message is uh, keep safe stay indoors as much as you can and uh, the good times will always be with you so cheers